0: Happy New Year, everyone, and welcome back to the Football Outsiders Fantasy Podcast. I'm Scott Spratt, a writer for Football Outsiders, which is part of the Edge Sports family. This weekend kicks off the NFL playoffs, which will dramatically reduce the choices in DFS, given the total of just four games the next two weeks. That said, there's still some majorly important contextual factors to discuss with player venues, the forecasted weather, and defensive opponents in the wildcard round. So let's get that discussion started by looking at quarterbacks. The quarterbacks with the best matchups this week include Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Josh Allen, and Carson Wentz. For Brees, a lot of this is sort of the same story that's the typical story for Brees, his home and road splits. He's actually made me look a little bit silly the last two weeks, given how much stock I put in his home and road splits by throwing three touchdowns each of the last two weeks. But he didn't reach 280 passing yards in either start, and he's reached that threshold in every home start he's made this season. Overall, he's thrown for 333 yards, 2.8 touchdowns, and 24.7 fantasy points per game at home this year, versus just 196 yards, 2.0 touchdowns, and 15.4 fantasy points per game on the road. So that's a 9.3 fantasy point per game home advantage, the highest among starters in the league this season. Meanwhile, it's not really just a one-year blip for Breeze either. It hasn't been that extreme, but since 2016, he's averaged 5.2 more fantasy points per game at home than on the road, the most in football, um, ignoring Ben Roethlisberger, who again was out for the season this season. So all of that said, this becomes a really positive matchup for Breeze because he's at home facing the Vikings. The Vikings aren't a great matchup by any stretch. They're actually the number seven DVA pass defense. They cut passing yards per attempt by 7% and passing touchdowns per attempt by 21%. But they do increase pass plays by 7%, mitigating a little bit of that. But the fact that it's at home just more than counterbalances all of the negative that the Breeze would get from the bad defensive matchup leading to a bonus of 3.3 fantasy points in my projections this week, all of which makes him the number 1 ranked quarterback by a little bit over Deshaun Watson. He's actually the number 2 quarterback by DraftKings pricing at $6,600. So I think Breeze is a great player to build your team around this week. That said, I actually think Tom Brady is the best value, and I know everyone's off the Patriots at this point, and Brady certainly hasn't had an excellent second half of the season, finishing outside the top 20 since week 9, but so much of that actually came from bad passing matchups games against teams like the Bills and the Chiefs. Um, And a lot of it came game script-related, too, like against the Bengals. This week against the Titans, I don't think he's going to have either of those concerns. The Titans are the number 21 DVOA pass defense versus number 10 DVOA run defense, so they definitely encourage more passing. In fact, they increase pass plays by 6%. And so even though they're neutral for passing yards and touchdowns per attempt, I think that matchup is still going to boost Brady's fantasy performance this week. Plus, you get the home game, too. The real concern I have here is actually the potential for weather, The kickoff temperature for this game on Saturday night is set to be 48 degrees, obviously declining over the evening, and there's a 74% chance of rain right now in Boston, which could be a factor. The heavier rain gets, the more teams move away from the pass and lean more heavily on the run. So if it ends up looking like a more severe forecast than that as of Saturday morning, maybe I'll back off this a little bit. But for now, I actually think Brady is the number four quarterback for me this week, but he's actually number eight, last place among quarterbacks and DraftKings with a $5,800 price tag. So I would actually put him in my lineups before anyone else, unless you're looking to, to create a stack of some kind, in which case I think it's a little bit harder with Brady and the Patriots. Now, Josh Allen, I actually have tied with Brady uh, in terms of my my ranking this week at number three, and he's actually number three in DraftKings at $6,500, more expensive than Brady, but still a reasonable value. He's on the road, but he's at the Texans. The Texans are the number 26 DVOA pass defense who increased pass plays by 6%, increased passing yards and touchdowns per attempt by 5% and 30% respectively. So all good stuff there with the defensive matchup. You might be worried a little bit by the road matchup, especially because last year as a rookie, Allen did much better at home than on the road, but he's actually kind of turned it around to the opposite extreme this season, averaging 8.8 more fantasy points per game on the road than at home. That's the biggest reverse split among starting quarterbacks this season. I don't really know how that all kind of works out, but if you just overall take the last two years combined, he's been fairly neutral at home versus on the road, which again, I'm taking as a good sign that he can perform well on the road in the playoffs here. So I think he is a reasonable value there at $6,500 in DraftKings. The final quarterback with a good matchup, Carson Wentz, he is at home against the Seahawks. The Seahawks are the number 15 DVA pass defense um, they cut passing touchdowns by 33%, though. So I think it's probably a little bit worse of a fantasy matchup than it would be in terms of reality as a matchup. So that's a little bit of a concern here. And then for Wentz, I think weather is also a concern for him. Right now, no concerns about rain, but the temperature here on, for the Sunday game is 43 degrees with 15-mile-an-hour sustained winds and gusts up into t- the 20 miles per hour range. Heavy wind is like heavy rain in that it discourages passing attempts more than anything else, but it also decreases completion percentage and other passing efficiency metrics. So two things that could hurt Wentz here, beyond even the fact that the Eagles are are hurt across the board of their skill positions. So I think it's tough to justify Wentz as a great play here. Although that said, I do have him ranked a little bit higher than DraftKings does. I have him fifth at the position this week, whereas DraftKings prices him sixth at $6,200 this week. So... Maybe not someone you have to entirely avoid, but definitely by no means my favorite value of the week. Okay, moving on to the quarterbacks to the worst matchups. Those include Ryan Tannehill, Russell Wilson, Kirk Cousins, and Deshaun Watson. For Tannehill, it's the obvious one here on the road against the Patriots. The Patriots are the number one DVOA pass defense. They cut pass plays by 5%. They cut passing yards per attempt by 15% and cut passing touchdowns per attempt by 31%. So all tough there across the board. Tannehill on the road here. He's averaged 5.4 more fantasy points per game at home than on the road this season. I didn't look at the broader trends here because I just don't really feel like Tannehill is is comparable to the player or situation he was in in Miami. So I'm taking it on faith a little bit that Tannehill is showing these extreme splits and those are sustainable. But even if that's not the case, also tough because of potential for weather here. Again, 74% chance of rain in Boston. That's a lot of factors moving against Tannehill this week. And his DraftKings price didn't really move entirely because of it. He's still $6,300 at the position, number five among quarterbacks this week. I actually ranked him in last place in eighth. I'd rather start Brady, given that he is the home quarterback here in this matchup. And I think that's probably not going to be the consensus opinion. So I would tell you to avoid Tannehill and go with Brady this week. Uh, Russell Wilson, obviously a more consistent elite option. He actually has shown some home and road splits, though. 5.9 more fantasy points per game at home than on the road this season. 3.1 more fantasy points per game at home than on the road since 2016. So that's a sustained trend and one that's a little bit higher than you would expect for a quarterback that doesn't play at home in the Dome the way that like Drew Brees does, for instance. Like The Seahawks Stadium makes a big deal for him or whatever it is that are the factors, even though the Seahawks were remarkably successful by record on the road this year. Wilson definitely better at home, and a lot of that comes from touchdowns. He threw 2.4 more touchdowns per game at home than compared to 1.4 per game on the road this season, all of which adds up to me, I think, going to be a pretty tough matchup here on the road against the Eagles. The Eagles are a better run defense than pass defense, and they're neutral for passing yards and touchdowns per attempt, but still... Potential for heavy wins here could make it tougher Wilson to go downfield. May have to rely a little bit more on his legs, which would be good for his fantasy value, but maybe not something he's going to be eager to do. Um, so I think this could be a tough matchup here. Wilson is actually the number one price quarterback on DraftKings, $6,800, but I ranked him fifth in the position. Isn't my favorite option this week by any stretch. Uh, for Cousins, he's on the road against the Saints, who are the number 13 DVOA pass defense. Uh, they're fairly neutral if you look at the other metrics. They increased pass plays by 8% to counterbalance their cutting of passing yards and touchdowns by 6% and 13% respectively. Um, this game is in a dome, so that's a little bit of a plus there for Cousins, but it's on the road. And Cousins, since you know, Adam Thielen got hurt, this game, the, this, the Vikings just in general really cocoon as a passing attack. He hasn't thrown very many yards over the back half of the season, so I think he's a tough stretch. I ranked him 7th at the position this week. DraftKings also priced him 7th. Uh, at $6,100, so probably not somebody you're going to be starting this week at the position. Deshaun Watson, I think, is a better case to start. He's $6,400 uh, at the position, number four, and I ranked him second. The Bills are definitely a tough passing matchup, number five DVOA pass defense uh, compared to number 18 DVOA run defense, so they would sort of encourage you to, to run more than pass. Uh, but that said, Watson is at home where he's averaged 4.1 more fantasy points per game than on the road this season and 2.2 more At home, than on the road since 2017 when he entered the league. So I think there's some competing factors there. Obviously, being at home, you're not going to really have to worry here about weather. And given the other weather concerns of of four of the quarterbacks this week, I think, relatively speaking, that makes Watson a pretty viable option, even though it's a bad defensive matchup that he's facing here. Okay, let's let's shift gears and talk about running backs, where the best matchups this week include Miles Sanders, Alvin Kamara, James White, and Devin Singletary. Sanders is number one here with a bullet for me because it just really depends on his health. He suffered a low ankle injury last week, which led to Boston Scott getting a ton of work. And right now it's just unclear whether he's going to play at all this weekend, and if so, what his workload is going to be. This is something where I think you need to follow the news because if he does play and is healthy, this is a really great matchup for for him here against the Seahawks. The Seahawks are number 26 in DVOA run defense, and even though they cut run plays a little bit, they increased rushing yards and touchdowns by 12% and 77%, that latter number being by far the most among the eight teams playing this weekend. So Sanders, I think, could have a workhorse type of role if he's healthy and could score touchdowns, especially if the winds are discouraging Carson Wentz from throwing the ball down the field. You may have to check down to Sanders and, and maybe his tight ends a little bit more than usual, all of which would work in Sanders' favor if he was able to play. Sanders is priced at $6,200 in DraftKings, number four among running backs. I have him ranked second, assuming he's healthy and can maintain his recent workloads. Again, you just got to watch the the, the, the news before you commit him into your lineup in case he doesn't play or in case he maybe ends up yielding a little bit more work to Jordan Howard this week. I think it remains to be seen. If you need a safer option to plug and play a little bit earlier in the week, I think Alvin Kamara is your man there. He's at home against the Vikings. The Vikings are the number nine DVOA run defense. Uh, but they're neutral for run plays and rushing yards. So it's really mostly about cutting rushing touchdowns by 49%. And obviously that doesn't help Kamara, who's the goal back for the Saints, but Kamara does so much of his work through the air as a receiving back that I think he's going to be pretty safe here, even with the matchup. And Kamara is a player like most of the Saints skill position players that tends to benefit by Bree's extreme home and road splits playing at home in the Dome in New Orleans. So all of that said... I ended up ranking him number one of the position this week. He's priced number three at DraftKings, $7,400. So I think he's somebody you can definitely build your team around. A little bit less expensive, you have James White, the receiving back, playing at home against the Titans. The Titans are a pretty good matchup for running backs. They're number 10 in DVOA run defense versus 21 in DVOA pass defense, skewing a little bit of work um, there towards the pass. That's good news for White, the receiving back. And even though the, the, um, the Titans... I'm sorry, the Vikings are also number 23 in DVOA defense against receiving backs, a little bit worse than their overall pass defense. And they allow 49 receiving yards per game to running backs, eighth most at the position. So maybe a little bit tougher for Sonny Michel, but a little bit better for James White. Again, pinning the weather a little bit. Um, And overall, James White has averaged 0.7 more fantasy points per game at home than on the road since 2016. A lot of that is a surprising amount of carrying usage near the red zone. I could see him running in a touchdown in this game for the Patriots too. So White is somebody that I think is a, a pretty viable option if you need to save a little bit of money on maybe a second running back. He's $5,700 in DraftKings, seventh most expensive at position. I have him ranked ninth, but pretty close in value there. I think he's an option for you. And then Devin Singletary, more of a workhorse back, but I actually like him better. I'm surprised by how inexpensive he is at $6,000, given his recent run over the back half of the season. at at least 16 total touches in the last six games of the season before he set out in Week 17. And this matchup on the road against the Texans is a pretty good one. They're the number 22 DVOA run defense, number 27 DVOA defense versus receiving backs, allowing 56 receiving yards per game to the position. That's the second most in football. So I think the only concern here is the fact that they cut rushing touchdowns by 27%. But again, that's not really Singletary's game. Josh Allen steals a lot of those touchdowns. Even Frank Gore gets a couple of them too. So I don't think Singletary, for his skill set and workload usage, is really going to get hurt too much by that specific strength of the Texans defense. I think he'll benefit mostly from all of the other good matchup-related factors here, and that makes him, I think, an attractive option at $6,000. All right, next up, running backs with the worst matchup this week. Those include Derrick Henry, Marshawn Lynch, and Carlos Hyde. I can't actually in good faith tell you to avoid Derrick Henry. He's obviously been tremendous over the second half of the season. He's been the second-best running back in fantasy by points per game behind only Christian McCaffrey. Um, but the Patriots matchup is a tough one. Obviously, the Patriots are a better pass defense than run defense, but they are still the number 60 DVOA run defense. And the fact that they're good across the board defensively and good against the pass cuts down on the number of run plays at 10% and cuts the number of rushing touchdowns by 48% per attempt. So it could be tough for Henry to run in the close touchdowns that tend to buoy his fantasy success. Obviously, Henry has the ability to run in and from distance. That could be a thing that he makes happen in this game. That's probably the Titans' avenue to winning this game. But if the Titans end up trailing, it could be tough to rely on Henry as much as they want to rely on him. And so I think it's tough to just pay the full to use him in DraftKings, when I ranked him actually third of the position this week. I'd rather build my lineups around the less expensive Alvin Kamara, although obviously you may want to build sort of a a play for Henry. I think you can make it work too. It's not outrageous uh, given his price tag. Unlike Henry, I think Marshawn Lynch is a player you definitely want to avoid this week. He's on the road against the Eagles. They're the number four DVOA run defense. They cut run plays by 13% and cut rushing yards per attempt by 6% per attempt. So tough matchup here for Lynch. He really showed that he's only the early down back for the the Seahawks right now, at least based on his one-week performance with the team. It seemed like Travis Homer was getting a little bit more involved in the receiving game, catching all five of their running back targets last week. So that said, I think it's a little bit pricey for Lynch to be $5,200 in DraftKings this week. That's the ninth highest of the position. I actually ranked him just 12th of the position given the difficult matchup. And a little bit of a similar tale here for Carlos Hyde, although I ranked him a little bit better than his $5,100 price tag would suggest. But he does face the Bills, who cut run plays by 5%. They're actually neutral for rushing yards and touchdowns, so it's a little bit better of a matchup and home matchup here, too. But Hyde, probably not a top, top option for you, although a little bit of a value maybe. I have him number eight at the position this week. Okay, next up we have wide receivers, where my favorite matchups this week include Michael Thomas, John Brown, and Cole Beasley, and Greg Ward. For Michael Thomas, I mean, doesn't really need a good matchup to, to be great. I have him as the number one true talent wide receiver by far among the options that play this weekend and number one after the matchup considerations as well. Uh, The Vikings again tough matchup for passing in general. Number seven DVOA pass defense, but they're actually just number twenty-one in DVOA defense against number one receivers, which Thomas obviously is. The increased pass plays by seven percent to counterbalance the loss of twenty-one percent in touchdowns per attempt. So playing at home in the dome, taking advantage of Breeze home and road splits, all of which ends up boosting Thomas for me by a couple of points in fantasy this week. Um, he's far and away the number one option for me. He's far and away the most expensive option at the position this week on DraftKings at $9,300, but I'm absolutely fine building lineups around him. I actually would rather build a lineup around him than around Henry. As much fun as Henry is to root for, I just think the matchup considerations skew it in favor of Thomas. For less expensive options, I think both John Brown and Cole Beasley of the Bills have an attractive matchup on the road against the Texans this week. The Texans are number 26 in DVOA pass defense and split fairly evenly against both number 1 receivers and other receivers, including slot receivers like Beasley. So I think this is a good spot here. You're in the good weather in the retractable dome in Houston, which is a plus. And again, Allen has actually performed better on the road than at home this season. And really, mostly Allen's splits this season have been based on the quality of the pass defense he's faced, so like DVOA pass defense. And given the Texans are in the bottom 10 in that respect, I think he'll be able to throw the ball a little bit more effectively against the Texans than he has against certain teams. So the, the, the only weird thing here is that Brown is actually a little bit more expensive than Beasley, $6,000 versus $5,600 in DraftKings. I actually have Beasley as the one ranked higher in my rankings, 6th versus 10th. They're both probably okay values, but I think Beasley getting a little bit underrated here. He's had at least six targets and I think, five straight games at this point. He's also had at least 80 yards and three total touchdowns in three of those games, too. So I think this is just—he's been playing hot. He's been getting the ball a little bit more. I think this is a really good spot for him, and I'd love to include him in my DFS lineups this week. And for Greg Ward, I included him here as a plus matchup, although I think this is really going to be weather dependent. It's plus that he's at home, and it's plus that he's facing the Seahawks, who are the number 15 DVOA pass defense, and they increased pass plays by 4%. Um, But the weather really is going to be the factor here. If it ends up blowing in the mid-15-mile-per-hour range, and up in Gus into the 20s, that weather, I think, is going to end up counterbalancing the positives he would get from those other two factors. But if the weather forecast dies down a little bit, then I think Ward becomes a very interesting option. This is kind of predicated upon the fact that I think Nelson Aguilar is going to miss this game again. He's missed, I think, five straight games at this point, and he didn't practice on Wednesday this week. So I think he's trending towards not playing again. And that makes Ward the number one wide receiver option for the team, And with Ertz not playing too, there just really aren't a lot of skill options for Carson Wentz to even throw the ball. So I think Ward can be a surprising option. I ranked him sixth at the position this week, which is much better than his $5,200 DraftKings price would suggest. Okay, the wide receivers with the worst matchups this week include A.J. Brown, Tyler Lockett and D.K. Metcalf and Stephon Diggs. For Brown, again, this is the Patriots deal. We all know they're the number one DVOA pass defense, but they're also number one in DVOA defense against number one receivers. So all of that stuff kind of gets put on Brown. He'll probably have to get shadowed by Stephon Gilmore. Obviously, Gilmore didn't have his his best week last week against Devontae Parker, but he's still, I believe, top five uh, in in passing yards per target allowed among the heavily targeted cornerbacks behind only other elite guys like Marlon Humphrey and Tredavious White. So I think, to me, he's still super fearsome, probably going to win Defensive Player of the Year. I think he's going to probably have luck preventing Brown from having fantasy success, and that could get exacerbated by the chance of rain here, maybe kind of limiting the the Titans to more of a run-focused attack. So I would definitely avoid Brown this week. I ranked him ninth at the position, uh, and that's down pretty significantly from a two-talent ranking of fourth. And meanwhile, his DraftKings uh, pricing of $7,400 is more based on his true talent, I think, than the matchups-related context. He's the third most expensive wide receiver this week, and I think somebody you should leave um, out of your lineups this week. For Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, I have a little bit less confidence in my rankings for them this week. I have Lockett ranked fourth and Metcalf ranked 11th. Um, but again, a lot of that is based on my perception of their their target shares, which has been a little bit inconsistent of late. Metcalf got 12 targets last week, but I think that was him taking advantage of a backup cornerback being in that 49ers game and Emmanuel Mosley. More generally, over the previous five weeks, he had just 24 targets. And so I think Lockett is pretty clearly back to being the number one wide receiver option uh, for the Seahawks right now. And as such, I think he deserves his his higher price tag of $7,200 in DraftKings versus $6,100 for Metcalf. But for both players, this could be a little bit of a, a tough matchup. Uh, the Eagles are neutral by pass defense, number 16 in DVOA in neutral for passing yards and touchdowns, but being on the road here in Philadelphia, again, Russell Wilson throws a lot fewer touchdowns on the road than at home. Plus the chances for wind here, I think it could be more of a conservative attack that may make it tougher for those downfield options to pop on their big plays and boost their fantasy values. And then for Stephon Diggs on the road against the Saints, the Saints are the number 13 DVOA pass defense, number 11 DVOA pass defense against number one receivers versus 22 against other receivers. So this may be a tough day where the defense really keys in on Diggs. Wouldn't stun me if Adam Thielen had a big day here, a little bit out of nowhere. He's he's getting a little bit healthier from his previous injury. But I think Diggs could be in for a tough day. The Saints cut passing yards and touchdowns per attempt by 6% and 13% respectively. And so his $6,600 price tag in DraftKings doesn't wow me. It's fifth highest among wide receivers. I ranked him third, but he's kind of in the mix there with a number of other guys. So I think it's probably just average value for him there on the road. He probably wouldn't be my first choice to have in my DFS lineups this week. Okay, now let's close this up with tight ends, where my favorite matchups this week include Jared Cook, Dawson Knox, and Dallas Goddard. Uh, for Cook, he's at home versus the Vikings. I actually kind of had mixed feelings about this. The reason he's my number one option this week in terms of matchups boost is because of the home road split issue, again, with Breeze. Um and that really boosts him a lot. But the Vikings are actually the number one DVA defense against tight ends, the saving grace being that they allow 51 yards per game to the position. That's the 17th most in football. Uh, but the Vikings do cut passing touchdowns by 21% per attempt. So a lot of this is sort of counterbalancing each other. And so even though Cook has probably the best matchups boost this week, the fact that he's the number two um, priced tight end at the position at $4,900 in DraftKings means that I'm not going to go out of my way to include him in my lineups because I do think there's a chance he doesn't get a lot of work. The Vikings, I mean, the, the Saints may skew a little bit more work toward wide receivers where the Vikings are a little bit more susceptible. For Dawson Knox, he's on the road here against the Texans. I've mentioned that they have a pretty... Um, Gettable pass defense, number 26 overall. Well, they're number 15 in DVA defense against tight ends, and they allow 58 yards per game to the position, 11th most in football. So I think a pretty good spot here for Knox. The 30% 30 increase in passing touchdowns per attempt could benefit him, um, as could, again, the weird road-home splits here for Josh Allen, where he produces more on the road than at home, maybe passes the ball a little bit more effectively here, and maybe that could benefit Knox. That said, if you want a tight end to really build your lineups around, I would probably side with Dallas Goddard. I'm pretty sure Zach Ertz is going to miss this game. He wasn't cleared for contact as of Wednesday practice. I think unlikely he's going to be able to play with his severe sounding rib injury. And Goddard over the last two weeks has shown that he can be a number one tight end in fantasy when he's the guy there in Philadelphia. He's had 22 targets over the last two weeks, more than 150 receiving yards and a touchdown. So I think he's getting a workload like a number one guy and he's producing like a number one guy. Meanwhile, the Seahawks matchup is a little bit more favorable than that Vikings one was for Jared Cook. They're number 15 in DVOA pass defense in general, but number 17 against tight ends. They allow 68 yards per game to position, which is third most in football. Um, So I think this is all pointing in the good direction for Goddard. If there's win in this game, that may restrict the deeper passing game for Wentz, maybe relies a little bit more on Goddard too. And so he ended up ranked number one for me at the position this week. In DraftKings, he's priced as the number one guy, $5,200, but that's barely more expensive than Jared Cook. Uh, So I think that he is definitely worth that price, and I would build teams around him this week as well. And then finally, the tight ends with the worst matchups this week include Jonu Smith, Jacob Hollister, and Kyle Rudolph. For Jonu Smith, I think long-term is going to be a really attractive fantasy option in the position, kind of like Goddard. But right now, even with Delaney Walker out for the year, it's just not really working in terms of, of total target share. And then at the Patriots, they're a very difficult matchup, mostly for wide receivers, but for tight ends, too. They're number seven in DVA defense against the position. They allow just 45 yards per game to the position. That's the seventh fewest in football. And they cut passing touchdowns per attempt by 31%. A lot of factors that I think are going to probably skew the ball away from Smith and maybe kind of help the Titans rely a little bit more on the running end in the passing game in general. I ranked him fifth this week at the position, uh, but he's priced as the number four tight end at $3,800 in DraftKings. Uh, for Jacob Hollister, hasn't really been doing much. He scored three touchdowns in his first four games after Will Disley's initial injury, but hasn't scored a touchdown since. And hasn't eclipsed 50 yards receiving in a game since then either, except against the Cardinals, who were the number 32 DVOA defense against tight ends. This week's matchup against the Eagles, they are not the Cardinals. They're number 12 in DVBD defense against tight ends, and they allow just 46 yards per game to the position, eighth fewest. So all of that, I think, adds up to a tough spot here for Jacob Hollister. I did rank him third of the position, but it's significantly lower than the top two guys, and his $4,300 price tag in DraftKings is not significantly lower, so I would probably look to avoid him this week. And again, I would also avoid Kyle Rudolph on the road against the Saints here. The Saints are number 8 in DVOA defense against tight ends. They cut passing touchdowns by 13% per attempt, so all of which dropped Rudolph down to 6th for me at the position this week. He's at $3,500 on DraftKings, 5th highest at the position. Okay, that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Football Outsiders Fantasy Podcast. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. You can find it on iTunes, Google Podcasts, and also Stitcher. I'll be back next week to preview the matchups for the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. So thanks for listening, and I'll plan to talk to you guys then. That's right.